Hello and good day. Welcome to another episode of Hillside's Conversations with the CEO podcast. My name is Maria Cristalli, and it's my privilege to serve as president and CEO of Hillside. Well, it's back to school season. I, I'm sure all everyone in the audience is quite aware it is that time of year where we're getting ready to launch the academic year. And it's a very important time for all of us at Hillside. Uh, in terms of our mission at Hillside, we education is a focus of our mission, and we operate five 853 non-district schools. For those of you in the audience that have not heard of 853 schools, that's the chapter in the New York State law for private schools that provide day and or residential programs for students with disabilities. So I'm really pleased today to have two of our education leaders joining me for this conversation. I have Colleen Hill, our Executive Director of Education at Hillside, and Kim LeRae, our Interim Principal at the Andrews Trahey School, the Monroe Avenue campus in Rochester. Welcome to both of you. Hello, and thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Maria. Oh, it's my pleasure. Earlier this year, we launched an exciting new innovative literacy program, and the program is called Hillside Reads. And today we're going to highlight that initiative for all of you that's listening. And you know how important it is when we think about our, our students and our learners, regardless of what school district they go to. So today we're going to talk about this program. Colleen, I'm going to start with you on why are we focusing on literacy at Hillside? Well, Maria, there's a couple of different reasons that we chose to focus on literacy last year. Um, primarily, our students have learning disabilities and developmental disabilities, so they come to us already grade level or two behind. So we know that we have to remediate that. So the learning gap was even wider after the pandemic. So we, as a department, had to come together and determine what was our response going to be. So myself, Jolene Detman, our curriculum coordinator, and Ken LeRae, we came together and decided that we needed to have something that focused on literacy. Literacy kind of encompasses everything that we do. It's reading, writing, listening, speaking. So how were we going to address that? And we decided that literacy was the focus area that we were going to, that we chose, and we decided and we created Hillside Reads, which is a reading program, literacy program that is designed to create lifelong learners and develop a love for learning from our students. And it's been it's done a fantastic job remediating remediating some of the skills that we've that the kids have lost that we've noticed. I think about. Uh, just when we uh, think about the pandemic and the impact on our young people that we're serving. And to your point, Colleen, just what was lost in terms of, of literacy and academic performance during the pandemic, did you notice a particular age group where it was more predominant or did the data reveal that this uh, learning loss was uh, prevalent across all age groups? It was prevalent across all age groups. That was obvious. 
but I think there were two student populations, age groups that I think was that were affected the most, and I think it was our youngest population. And that had a lot to do with the fact that if we think about social development in our students, when you're young and that grade level, that's when you come to school and you learn through watching your peers and watching your teachers and you're learning social skills and you're learning turn-taking and consequential behavior. And those kids were home, so they didn't receive that kind of training. And when they came back, you could see that there was a huge social gap. The other population student or age group that I think was affected was our ninth grade. They lost that whole ninth grade. They, so they left as, as eighth graders, and they came back almost as eighth graders. They didn't have that social growth. And then so that socially was probably the most prevalent. Academically, our students are not independent learners. They need a teacher. They need a teacher assistant. They need hands-on learning materials. And while they were home, they didn't receive that. So academically, there was a wide gap all across across all ages and you know just a big credit to uh colleen kim and all of our staff and our educational uh program for really pivoting very quickly during the pandemic to remote learning and remote instruction it was not easy uh for any of them and their colleagues in in schools everywhere to do so but to their credit to uh pivot quickly to make sure that instruction was available to our students, those that were living on campuses and certainly those that were day students back at home. So Kim, I'm wondering, can you speak to some of the successes of Hillside Reads? Sure, thank you. So I would say um, over this past year, we started the project in about December of the previous year, and we've seen a lot of success stories. So. Um, under Colleen's guidance, we use sort of this like multifaceted approach where we use different activities geared towards different levels of student learning and um, being able to differentiate the instruction in a way that would meet all of our learners' needs and not just those individual ones that maybe had the largest gap. We did that through a number of different activities. We had members of our executive leadership team come in reading to our students and I think that was such a great way for us to start because it showed both students and staff at our schools the buy-in that we were all there together focusing on this as a team as an entire hillside team not just the education department so I think that was such a great way for us to start we've had um, younger students paired up with some of our older students working together to read those students reading to them, those students helping the younger students read, which has really, again, built that buy-in and shown them why we're doing this. We also placed a very large emphasis on our vocabulary, so not just literacy stamina, but the vocabulary portion itself. We had um, a program that we instituted at all five of our schools where we used vocabulary words based on where the student was at and then maybe a grade level above to prepare them for the next school year. And we instituted that in every single classroom. So normally when we think about literacy, we think about ELA and just focusing on vocabulary and ELA in those classrooms. If you visit any of our schools now, you'll see word walls in PE, in the music room, in the art room. And so we're really focusing on this throughout the school day and not just in their ELA class. We've had a number of students who have credited 
this program towards their success at the end of the school year. We have one individual specifically at the Andrews Trahey School who is going into 12th grade. She came to us behind in her programming. She's now graduating on time, has one more Regents to pass, which is her 12th grade year. And we absolutely know she's going to succeed in her 12th grade year in graduating high school. So that was to us just a huge, we've had her on and off um, every couple of years. And so seeing the growth that that one student made was, it's just been so exciting for all of us to see. We also, now I think we see such, so many of our students in the classrooms, even back at their residential units, just reading, whereas that is something that we didn't see before. So to Colleen's point, these students were home, they were probably watching TV, there just wasn't as much of a focus on reading and just picking up and reading a book, not even reading to learn, but just to pick up and read and build that stamina. And we're starting to see that again because of this program and because of the focus that we put on it in the school. Well, that that is a wonderful recap Kim, of the first year of the program, and to think about the successes, the young person that you're mentioning graduating on time for 12th grade. I know as a reader that I had an opportunity to go into several of our schools. It was so enjoyable, whether we were reading chapter books to the older children or picture books with stories to the younger kids. Everyone was enjoying the interactions and the ability to talk about the, what they were reading and to share broadly. So thank you for that opportunity. But what you're describing in year one, very ambitious goals and objectives that our education team achieved through the program. So looking ahead, what do you envision for next year? Program improvements, new ideas? Yes. Tell me more. Yes, we have we, we have great success. Mm-hmm. More community activity, more parent involvement. I envision really focusing on our early childhood, which is at Crestwood, making sure that those students are getting what they need at that such early phase. That's the most extremely important group that we have. When we look at that early childhood population, we have to look at those five predictors of literacy, and those predictors are phonemic awareness, there's alphabet recognition, there's oral language, there's um, concept of print, understanding that concept of print, and then there's writing. And teachers are very aware of those predictors, so they can tell where that child is at such an early level. So we really want to focus on, let's look at that data, let's do the assessments, find out exactly where the kids are, and address each of those areas so that they, at very young ages, we can move them through and they're gonna continue to develop those literacy skills. And again, as I said earlier, it expands across the curriculum. It hits every curricular um, content area. So that's what we plan to do, just get better, get richer, more diverse activities, um, community involvement, and we're just really, really excited. Our staff, the staff buy-in was was amazing. It was truly amazing. Well, Colleen, I'm not surprised that our staff are very passionate about what they do. And it's a reminder to all of you listening today that our education program runs for 12 months. We have a six-week summer session, and the program runs for 12 months. And I'm just so enthusiastic that our staff wanted to continue with the Drive for Literacy throughout the 12-month program really key to make sure that our students 
whatever the gap may be in their learning, that they stay uh, focused on reading and literacy throughout the year. That is really terrific. Kim, do you want to add anything about the going forward plan? Sure. So I think we have we have so many great ideas going on, and we did so much in this previous year. And so to Colleen's point, building off of all of those things and just making them stronger and more rigorous is definitely the plan moving forward. Um, one of the activities that we did is a, lot, a great deal of our students had the opportunity to go meet Jason Reynolds, who's a New York Times bestselling author. They got to listen to him speak and talk to him. And again, that just, it sort of got our students excited about this program and really invested in it and feeling good about why we're doing it and why it's important to us as the staff as well. So incorporating more activities like that is something that we're looking at. And I think, again, will just help our students see why this is so important and understand why it's something that we have such a strong focus on. So building more things in like that, and we are very data-driven right now, and so we're looking at all of those, the numbers that came out from this, where our students' scores were at the beginning of this, where they are now, and kind of building off of that. And we have programs that show us different tiers of their learning and tiers of where our focus needs to be next year. Now that we have those things in place, it's something that we're going to begin looking at and creating new activities around that so that we can help if um, their phonic awareness is something that they're struggling with, being able to help them with those specific skills. So we're definitely going to hone in this year on things that our students are, are looking for and needing and that are going to help them progress through their school year. And, and I love the slogan, readers our future leaders. Mm -hmm. And we know in the group of children that we're serving at our schools here at Hillside, there are a group of leaders among them. So we're looking forward to hearing more success stories like we heard today from Kim, from our students, and being engaged as a leader of the organization. I love the fact that our leaders are being engaged in the process and working directly with students. That makes it even so much better. To be involved in this program. So thank you all for listening today. Now that you've heard more about Hillside, we'd be honored to have you be a part of our mission. There's many ways to support Hillside's work. You can join our team by becoming a Hillside employee. We're hiring for a wide range of positions, and today you heard from our education leaders. We are hiring teachers and teacher assistants you have the opportunity to participate in this amazing team and be part of the Hillside Reads Initiative next year. You can find details about these options and all of our open positions at hillside.com. Community support keeps Hillside strong. If you'd like to donate to Hillside, go to our donate page. Until next time, thank you for listening. I want to thank my guest, Colleen Hill, Executive Director of Education, and Kim LeRae, Interim Principal at the Andrews Trahey School at the Monroe Avenue campus. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. you.